and welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show here on WILK News Radio. I am Jake Heller, filling in for Rob O'Donnell for this final hour. So obviously, flying solo here, going to take take the controls here. Going to be talking some things going on in the sports world. Week seven in the National Football League kicking off last night, talking about Derek Carr's lack of leadership, the future, uncertain future for Bill Belichick, and also this weekend at Homestead Miami Speedway, Dale Earnhardt Jr. behind the wheel. Kevin Harvick being honored this Sunday. But in the meantime, it's 510 here at WILK. It's time for Do I Have a Case with Frank Andrews and attorney Keith Figured from the Figured Law Firm. Let's take it away to Frank and Keith. Good afternoon, everybody. Thank you very much, Rob. Nice to have you join us, folks. And the question is, do I have a case? And the man with the answers is attorney Keith Figured. Keith, how are you doing? I'm doing good, Frank. Uh, hello, Rob. As they say, always a pleasure to be here. Looking forward to the questions today. Well, we got lots of questions, and the first one is about uh, teacher. Here we go. I work for a public school district as a school teacher in Pennsylvania. My question is, can I sue my employer for violations of my First Amendment rights if they fire me for making political comments on social media during my own personal time? Interesting question. Interesting and very complex. Um, so let me see if I can do my best here. The, uh, the National Labor Relations Act uh, protects employees' conversations about their working conditions, but only as long as those conversations occur at the right time, in the right place, and in the right manner. For example, among other limits, the NLRA uh, protects only those conversations or meetings that occur during non-work time. And the uh, Trump NLRB has recently held that the NLRA does not protect employees' use of their work-issued email addresses. Likewise, some states and localities forbid employers from retaliating against employees for their political views. But each of those laws has serious limitations and coverage and enforcement or both. Uh, worse, employers sometimes challenge even limited protections for work expression on the grounds that those protections violate the employee's own rights under the First Amendment. Now, several states protect employees from discriminating based on specific uh, political activities, such as voting or affiliating with a political party. Some of those statutes are relatively recent vintage, but others date uh, either to the 1700s or to the Reconstruction when they were passed in recognition of the likelihood that employers, employers would use their uh, control over workers' livelihood to coerce their votes against anti-slavery Republicans. Um, a few other states, however, have statutory protections for political activities or political opinions. In addition to laws specifically protecting employees from retaliation based on their political activities, a handful of states have broader protections for employees out-of-work lawful activities that, that could encompass politics. But even in those states, employees' real-world protection is limited because of the combination of statutory exceptions and narrow interpretations by the court. In the United States, including Pennsylvania, public school teachers have First Amendment rights to free speech, which protect their expression of politi political views and opinions. However, these rights are not absolute and can be subject to certain limitations and restrictions. When it comes to social media and off-duty conduct, courts have generally recognized that public employees have some degree of First Amendment protection for their personal expression, including social media posts made outside of work hours. However, there are several factors that could affect the outcome of the case. First is public 
public concern. If your social media posts relate to matter of public concern, such as political issue, it may be more likely to receive First Amendment protection. Employers' interests. Courts will also consider the employee's interest in maintaining a protective or a productive work environment, avoiding disruption, or protecting the school's reputation. Nexus with the employment. If your posts directly relate to your job or create a potential disruption in the workplace, the employer may argue that the speech is not protected. And then, of course, you have school policies. Your employer may have policies regarding social media usage, guidelines for employee conduct, which you should familiarize yourself with to understand the potential consequences of your actions. And as I always say, it's important to consult with an employment lawyer who specializes in First Amendment employment law issues to, uh, to assess the specific details of your situation. They can provide guidance based on relevant laws, court precedent, and any specific policies in your school district. They can help you evaluate the strengths of your case and determine whether or not uh, legal action is, a pr- is an appropriate course of action. All right. Now, the next question comes in from uh, Luzerne County, and the question is, I was assaulted by a police officer in Pennsylvania and charged with crimes that I did not commit. Can I sue the officer and the city for malicious prosecution and excessive force? Are there any other claims I can make against the officer or the city? So generally speaking, police are immune from various types of claims. This means that you cannot sue the police department in many situations. For example, if you are injured in a car accident while riding in a police cruiser, you likely cannot sue the police department even if the driver caused the accident through their own negligence. However, under federal law, you can sue police if they have violated your civil rights, and that's the difference here. Referred to as a Section 1983 claim, um, under that provision, and it gives you the right to bring a civil claim against any government entity that has deprived you of your rights, privileges, or immunities afforded by the United States Constitution or federal law. Under Section 1983, you can sue the police department in Pennsylvania if they have deprived you of your rights. If successful, you will be awarded monetary damages to compensate you for your harm. If you believe you have been assaulted by a police officer and charged with crimes you did not commit, you may have grounds to pursue legal action. However, it's important that you consult with a qualified attorney who specializes in civil rights or personal injury law to get advice tailored to your specific situation. They can evaluate the facts and circumstances of your case and provide you with accurate legal uh, guidance. Regarding your potential claims, two common claims in cases involving police misconduct are malicious prosecution and excessive force. So malicious prosecution refers to a situation where someone initiates criminal prosecution against another person without probable cause, with malicious intent, and with a wrongful motive. If you can demonstrate that the charges against you were baseless and that the officer knowingly and maliciously pursued those charges, you may have a claim for malicious prosecution. Excessive force refers to the use of more force than reasonable necessary by a law enforcement officer during an arrest or other interactions with individuals. If you can provide evidence that the officer used excessive force against you during the incident, you may have a claim for excessive force. Necessary force is determined by what a reasonable person would consider necessary under the same circumstances and with the police officer's knowledge. For example, shooting an armed suspect who is threatening someone may be deemed reasonable force, while beating an unarmed and cooperative subject would not. You can also sue the police if you have been the victim of false arrest. A false arrest is a violation of your Fourth Amendment right to be free from unreasonable search and seizure. The police commit a false arrest if they arrest someone without authority or outside the scope of their powers. For example, arresting someone without an arrest warrant and for the sole purpose of harassment would be a false arrest. Claims like these 
as you can see, are pretty complex, and the success of your case will depend on various factors, such as the availability of evidence, witness testimony, and applicable laws. And as always, it's crucial to consult with an attorney who can provide you with personalized advice based on your specific situation. And speaking of qualified attorney, how do people get in touch with you, sir, if they need more information? They can contact me directly at 570-954-9299. They can send me inquiries through email at Keith at figuredlaw.com, and they can get more information, and there's also a way to contact me through my website, and that's figuredlaw.com. All right. Now, next week, we have an interesting question that someone pulled from your website as well, and it's about Pennsylvania Act 632-534. So we have some interesting questions that are coming up, and Keith, you have a good weekend. You as well, Frank, and you too, Rob, and uh, I look forward to next week's question. All right, and if you have a question, send it to me, Frank Andrews, WILKNewsRadio.com, Frank Andrews at WILKNewsRadio.com. Let's get back to Rob. Thank you, Frank. Thank you, Keith. Right now it is 519 here at WILK, and time for 2020 traffic with none other than Nikki Stone. How are we doing? Okay, thanks, Jake. I appreciate that. This Pentelodata Internet Traffic Update is brought to you by Energy Technologies HVAC. It looks like they've cleared up that accident on 81 southbound in the Pittston area. Things are moving. Now, they're moving still very slowly, but they're moving. Uh, from Scranton to Pittston, you can expect to dip a bit below the speed limit. The only other problem that we're seeing right now is still that jammed up traffic between the Scott Benton exit and Clark Summit on 81 southbound. Whenever you see a traffic problem, call our jam line, 570-883-7269. Nikki Stone, WILK Traffic. Jake with the weather. Thank you very much, Nikki. Taking a look at the Storm Tracker 16 forecast brought to you by Chief Meteorologist Kurt Aaron. For today, showers moving in with a high of 63 degrees. Overnight tonight, cloudy with spotty rain showers and a low of 52. High of 58 for tomorrow. Spotty showers and becoming breezy in the afternoon. Partly sunny and windy at times with a few sprinkles and flurries on Sunday. High of 48 degrees. Partly sunny, breezy, and cool on Monday with a high of 58. 63 degrees right now here at WILK AM and 103.1 FM. Going to take a quick break, then come right back. This is Jake Heller filling in for Rob O'Donnell on WILK News Radio. You got that right by Leonard Skinner 46 years ago today. Ronnie Van Zant, Steve and Cassie Gaines, Dean Kilpatrick, they all perished in a plane crash. This song right here, you got that right. Released just three days before the, the plane crash occurred. The Street Survivor album by Leonard Skinner, October 17th, 1977. It's Jay Keller filling in for Rob O'Donnell here on WILK News Radio, as I talked about at the beginning of this hour. Derek Carr and his temper tantrums last night during the Thursday night game that they lost to the Jacksonville Jaguars at home, 31 to 24. And joining me on the line right now is Joe from Berwick about Derek Carr. Joe, how are you doing today? Oh, hello. Thanks, Rob. I'm doing well. Jake. You know, it's, it's interesting when you're talking about quarterbacks, okay? I, the, the thing is about the quarterback position in the NFL, uh, an owner of a team could care less if the face of that team was Freddie Mercury, Boy George, or Rosie O'Donnell, if that person could go out there and consistently win games and give them a chance at a Super Bowl, they, 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 that's all that matters. 
Uh, it, it, because it's one of the most unique positions in sports. And I always said, you know, they can't find 36 people in the whole world to, to play that position well. So it, the first thing I would say is it seems to me the most important coaching position in all of the NFL isn't even the head coach. It's the quarterback coach. Yeah, definitely, so when you the coordinator, about, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, so when when you talk about guys like Derek Carr, isn't this the guy who, when he came into the league, he got knocked all over the place for the first few years? He was part of the Houston Texans. You're thinking of David Carr, his older brother. Oh, David Carr, yeah, okay. Derek? So... Yeah, Derek was yeah. drafted by the Raiders in 2014, was having a spectacular season in 2016. The injury that he suffered okay. on Christmas Eve against the Colts and honestly has not really been the same since then. He's been a shell of himself, and he's making boneheaded throws, throws that you would expect out of a first- or second-year quarterback. And here he was last night. He overthrew – he threw the ball seven yards out of bound when Chris Olave – perfectly could, could have caught that pass and Derek Carr has the nerve to be screaming at Chris Olave on the sideline when you're the one that screwed up in the first place when you're the one that threw it seven yards out of bounds the same mistakes that he was making with the Raiders and you know you look at the way that he handled being released from the Raiders how he handled when Josh McDaniels benched him and it's just a poor attitude. And that's the one thing, Joe. When it comes to a quarterback, you have to be a leader. You have to establish, you know, that, that leadership. And chewing someone out on the sideline for your own mistakes, that, that just shows Derek Carr, to me, has never really had the mental toughness that it takes to be a Patrick Mahomes, a Peyton Manning, a Tom Brady, so on and so forth. Well, yeah, I, I could see that. Uh, I'd love to continue the conversation with you. Unfortunately, I'm getting calls from my wife, so I better answer that. <laughs> but great to talk to you again, Jake, okay? It's good talking to you, Joe. Have a great day. Oh, uh, you too. Take care. And that's the biggest thing. Like, when you look at Derek Carr and you look at his time with the Raiders, and granted, the Raiders have definitely gone through some dysfunction over the past nine years. But when your record as a starting quarterback is 66-83, and 83, and you're making mistakes like this, and you're chewing out Chris Olave. And you look at Jameis Winston, for instance. Jameis Winston, the backup quarterback for the New Orleans Saints. How Jameis, over these past five days, the loss to the Jacksonville Jaguars, the loss to the Houston Texans, how Jameis has been, honestly, more of a leader than Derek Carr has. You saw him talking to Alvin Kamara on the sideline on Sunday when they lost to the Texans, but handling it in a professional way. And I just don't see that with Derek Carr. And this just, it sheds some light, really, on his attitude towards the end of his time with the Raiders. Josh McDaniels, really all Josh was trying to do was help him become better and overcome those mistakes. And for Derek Carr, it just seems like he took it too personal. He, he took that way too personal when he was with the Raiders, now with the Saints. And, I mean, let's face it, when you look at the New Orleans Saints on paper, three and four is their record right now. They should be running away with that division. When you look at the talent that he has to work with, like Michael Thomas, like Chris Olave, Alvin Kamara, and you're not really seeing that out of the Saints so far this year. When in reality, this should be the most... Winnable division, I guess you could say, in all of football. 
So that's my take on Derek Carr. It is 529 here at WLK News Radio. When we come back, we're going to talk about the uncertain future of Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots. Call Me the Breeze by Leonard Skinner. January 1974, part of the second helping album. And to my dad, if you're listening right now, he said for a long, long time, if I was ever on the radio, to play this one. So there you go. Jake Heller filling in for Rob O'Donnell here on WILK News Radio. Now, getting back to all the NFL talk, it's now time to talk about what is pretty much the unthinkable. And according to Albert Breer, this was on the New York Post today, the New England Patriots have had discussions about firing Bill Belichick. Who ever would have imagined that? In the article here, it says... How much time do we have? Uh, four minutes, Nikki. And who are you talking to? <laughs> myself and the whole audience out there. Are you doing the show by Yeah, I'm doing the show by myself, yeah. <laughs> are you really? Yeah, I am, so... Yeah, yeah, I bet this is a big surprise yeah. to you. <laughs> Who decided that? Rob O'Donnell. Rob O'Donnell decided, Rob O'Donnell decided that. that so. The best of Rob O'Donnell was just Jake on his own. And here's Nikki to hijack it. <laughs> I, hey, it's been tons of, tons of Skinner today. I don't know if you've noticed that or not. So you just play music? <laughs> well, obviously okay. the significance of today. Aren't we talking sports? I was. <laughs> Until I interrupted. Until you hide Well, here's the deal. The door was wide open. Who would have yeah, a door? I got to go make up traffic. All right. Talk to you soon. <laughs> anyway, as I was saying, folks, <laughs> so the New England Patriots have had discussions about possibly firing Bill Belichick. Now, it says here, Belichick, 71 years old, is on the short list for greatest coach in NFL history and debatably ahead of other contenders such as Vince Lombardi and Don Shula. But... The Patriots are one and five, and his record without Tom Brady throughout his career is eighty-one and ninety-five. And I think the one thing when you you think of that debate that everyone has had for the past twenty-two years was it all Tom Brady? Was it all Bill Belichick? And honestly, at this point, you you have to lean towards Tom Brady. Those six Super Bowl championships that the two and one together, and, and really the struggles that that Bill has had since Tom left for Tampa Bay and won a Super Bowl with Bruce Arians and how much they've struggled to bring in Mac Jones and have him be, I wouldn't say the heir apparent, but basically the future of the New England Patriots. It definitely raises those questions. And it makes you wonder, Bill being 71 years old, I've had a feeling, honestly, since going back to April, I've had a feeling all around that this is going to be Bill Belichick's last season. Now, how Robert Kraft and his son Jonathan, how they, they handle this moving forward, I would imagine somewhere along the lines that they, they have had these discussions, as it's talking about here in the New York Post. But if it does come to that inevitability where Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots go their separate ways, I think it's going to be one of those things where they say it's a mutual decision or, you know, instead of using the term firing, that they'll use something along those lines, that it was a mutual decision or that Bill resigned. Now, as to where Bill Belichick will go in 2024, Rob O'Donnell had a very, very interesting point when he sent me this article. And where's Rob O'Donnell going this weekend? Annapolis. What, who does Bill Belichick have very, very strong ties to? Who did his father, Stephen, have very, very strong ties to and was a part of the Navy midshipmen for so many years? 
you guessed it. It's like Rob has talked about so many times on the show how Navy's football team is going through a rebuilding phase right now. And for Bill, Bill has been a part of the National Football League since 1975. There comes a time for all the greats, unfortunately, at some point. I mean, you look at Tom Landry with the Dallas Cowboys, 29 years there, and Jerry Jones comes in, and, you know, we all saw how that ended. Honestly, I think for Bill Belichick, there is that possibility of him possibly, who knows, maybe going to college, maybe being a part of the Navy since his father, Stephen, was there so many years. There is some possibilities. I read last night the Washington Commanders are the current favorites right now to land Bill Belichick if he leaves the New England Patriots or is fired. I've heard the Chicago Bears, the Las Vegas Raiders, if one of his old coaches, Josh McDaniels, is fired after the season. Tennessee Titans, one of his old players, Mike Vrabel. Honestly, in my honest opinion, I think with Bill Belichick, there are all these different scenarios. But come 2024... I, I truly think that we are seeing the end of Bill as far as his coaching career goes. Now, will Robert Kraft, will he bring Bill in as sort of a, an emeritus role or whatever? That remains to be seen. But I think it, it's become pretty obvious that change is coming to the New England Patriots after the 2023 season is over. And they have their heir apparent right there in Gerard Mayo, one of Bill's old players, and sort of their de facto defensive coordinator, you could say. You know, Gerard Mayo turned down an interview with the Carolina Panthers back in January because we all thought for a number of years that Josh McDaniels was going to be Bill's heir apparent. He took the job with the Raiders. And, you know, now it's, it's looking more and more likely that it's going to be Gerard Mayo. And you look at all the other factors, too. Mac Jones. Is Mac Jones going to be back in 2024? So it's pretty incredible to think that the Patriots dominated the National Football League from... 2001 to 2019, and here we are. They're now one of the worst teams in the NFL. And I think it's just one of those things where I feel like Bill's time has sort of sort of passed him as far as the National Football League is concerned. So that's one of the main stories going into not just Week 7 in the National Football League, but pretty much the rest of the season in general. And I've said it for going all the way back to April. I think this is the end for Bill Belichick in New England. It's 541 here at WILK. Time for traffic and weather together. Nikki Stone. Thanks, Jake. It looks a little bit better out there now on 81. Things seem to be moving much more smoothly, maybe dipping a little bit below the speed limits. This Penn Teledata Internet Traffic Update is brought to you by... No, nope, there is not. No, okay, just check in because usually the producer tells me who's doing, and now that you're doing the show host, there's nobody to tell me what's going on since I don't have a computer screen. I'm multitasking. You're, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you are. That's why I yeah. just wasn't sure where I was supposed to be. All right. Uh, but everything's looking good. You're just dipping a little bit below the speed limit on 81 between Benton Scott and Clark Summit, as well as from Scranton to Wilkes-Barre. Whenever you see a traffic problem, call our jam line 570 7269 Nikki Stone, WILK Traffic. Thank you very much, Nikki. Taking a look at the Storm Tracker 16 forecast brought to you by Chief Meteorologist Kurt Aaron. For tonight, cloudy with spotty rain showers and a low of 52 degrees. High 58 for tomorrow, spotty showers and becoming breezy in the afternoon. High 48 for Sunday, partly sunny and windy at times with a few sprinkles and flurries. 
Partly sunny, breezy, and cool on Monday with a high of 58 degrees. 62 degrees right now here at WLKAM and 103.1 FM 570-880-3098. It's Jake Heller filling in for Rob O'Donnell on WILK. Saturday Night Special released in 1975, part of the Nothing Fancy album that Leonard Skinner not only put together, but the album... That got me hooked on this band and became my favorite. Jake Heller filling in for Rob O'Donnell here on WILK News Radio. Just a couple minutes left, 547 here at WILK. Please make sure to call in 570-883-0098. So, as we talked about, week seven in the National Football League kicking off last night. Jacksonville Jaguars 31, New Orleans Saints 24. Looking ahead to some of the games on Sunday, we have the Detroit Lions at the Baltimore Ravens. I absolutely love what Dan Campbell is doing right now in Detroit, how he's changed the culture around, and he gets my vote for coach of the year. The Las Vegas Raiders at the Chicago Bears. How ironic, we were just talking about the Raiders. And me personally, I think that Josh McDaniels is doing a huge disservice starting Brian Hoyer this Sunday instead of Aiden O'Connell. Aiden, he's a rookie. He's shown a lot of poise, a lot of potential. You know, you're not going to get that much experience just sitting on the bench. If Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be out with a back injury for the time being, put the kid in. Let him get the reps, and who knows, maybe possibly that's the future of the Las Vegas Raiders. I I loved what I saw out of him in preseason. Cleveland Browns at the Indianapolis Colts. That's another thing, another unfortunate thing. Anthony Richardson from the Florida Gators, he was having a really, really good rookie season. Unfortunately, he is done for the season. But I am still in complete shock over the Cleveland Browns beating the San Francisco 49ers this past Sunday in Cleveland definitely says a lot about that defense and especially winning the game without Deshaun Watson. I know that he's had a shoulder injury. I know that he, you know, has been very, very rusty, I guess you could say. But for P.J. Walker to win that game, unreal. Buffalo Bills at the New England Patriots. I mean, this one is a pretty obvious one who to go with when you think of Buffalo. Washington Commanders at the New York Giants, and I definitely have to lean with Washington on this one. When you look at all the uncertainty and all of the injuries that the Giants are having, you know, Saquon Barkley, Daniel Jones especially, the neck injury that he had a couple weeks ago against the Miami Dolphins, I think that this game definitely, it's an NFC East game, it's a rivalry game, but at the moment I'm leaning towards Washington. And then the last 1 o'clock game for Sunday, the Atlanta Falcons at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Like I talked about with the Saints, it's it's hard to decipher, like, who really is the clear-cut favorite in the NFC South. You would think that it would be the Saints. You think that it would be the Atlanta Falcons. I'm honestly shocked with how good Tampa Bay has looked so far this year, and especially with Baker Mayfield, when you think of how he sort of bounced around from Cleveland to the Panthers, to the Rams. It seems like he's regained some confidence in Tampa Bay. And then looking ahead, 4 o'clock games, Pittsburgh Steelers at the Los Angeles Rams. And the biggest thing with the Steelers is injuries, predictability as far as the play calling goes. You know, they're getting Deontay Johnson back, but at the same time, Pat Fryermuth re-aggravating his hamstring injury. And then when you also look at T.J. Watt, T.J. Watt, this whole game rests on T.J. Watt, in my opinion. He has a heel injury out of nowhere. And I mean, what chances, what chances are the Steelers going to have if T.J. Watt cannot suit up on Sunday? That's 
that that is a huge, huge part of it in itself. It, I don't think it would even matter what you know. There's a possibility that Sean McVay might miss the game because of the birth of his first child. No matter what, I got to lean towards the Rams. Whether it's Sean McVay, Raheem Morris, whoever is coaching on Sunday, I'm leaning towards the Rams because I just. I don't have a good feeling about the Pittsburgh Steelers. And honestly, it starts with coaching. It starts with Tomlin right at the top. It starts with Matt Canada, Tara Lawson. Seriously, what are these guys thinking that, oh, you know, you're starting Dan Moore over Broderick Jones. You're starting Patrick Peterson over Joey Porter Jr. Because they're rookies, because you feel that they haven't earned it yet. When clearly they have shown more productivity then an aging Patrick Peterson, then Dan Moore, who's committed so many penalties and has been injury prone. I mean, you, you, you've got to, the Pittsburgh Steelers, they have to adapt to the times. And that's part of the reason why I'm leaning towards the Los Angeles Rams on Sunday. It is 5.51 here at WILK. Going to take a quick break, then we'll finish up. Jake Heller filling in for Rob O'Donnell on WILK. 46 years ago today, Ronnie Van Zant, Steve and Cassie Gaines, Dean Kilpatrick, gone but never forgotten, and Leonard Skinner, my favorite band, and definitely a band that has been so influential to so many people. I think of myself, my father, great friend of mine, Billy Lawson, both of us having our dads introduce us to Leonard Skinner, truly the golden standard when it comes to Southern Rock. 555 here at WLK News Radio. This is Jake Heller filling in for Rob O'Donnell. And joining me on the line right now, joining me on the line right now, very, very excited to take this particular phone call. Go right ahead. Who's calling? Hey, Jake, it's Kelly. <laughs> How are you doing? What did you think earlier today when I texted you and said, oh, by the way, Rob is... Rob gave me an offer to fill in and do the last show or last hour of the show. <laughs> I was so excited. I, I knew you'd be great, and I've been listening the whole time, and you sound so good. Thank you. And I didn't drop any four-letter words either. <laughs> you did not. You, you controlled yourself, so good job. Especially during the Steelers rant. I'm sure you probably had to be cringing at that moment. Uh, it's, I, I've heard it all before. <laughs> And for many more years to come, for sure. So, real quick. Until he retires or gets fired. <laughs> What's that? Until he retires or gets fired. Well, retirement at this point. <laughs> so, real quick. Um, Monday night, San Francisco 49ers at the Minnesota Vikings. Your thoughts? Oh, 49ers are definitely going to win. I got to pick my team. Obviously. No matter, no matter all the injuries to McCaffrey, to Debo, to Trent Williams. I mean, it is. it definitely is a little concerning that none of them practiced last week, but, I mean, it, thankfully for, for their sake, it's Monday night. And thankfully for their sake, and I think for Philadelphia, like I talked about on Sunday, it's probably good to get the undefeated talk out of the way now instead of having it, you know, hound you November, December, and you lose sight of the ultimate goal, which is that Lombardi trophy. Very true, but you know what? I have faith in my guys and my favorite player, George Kittle. George so Kittle. <laughs> they're going to win. Yeah. I don't know about how much, but I, I think faith. I think it's going to be a close one. I think that game and I think Sunday night with Miami and Philadelphia, I, think, I, I commend the NFL 100% for saving those two particular games for the very end of, of the week, and I'm definitely looking forward to seeing how both of them pan out. 
going to be a great weekend for football. It sure is. Hey, favorite line of Skinner Town? Simple man. Simple man. I know you're going to be playing that next year, so. On a very, very special day. Yes. Yeah, without a doubt. Well, I guess the pressure is on now to do some sort of yeah, you know, Queen tribute, I guess, <laughs> when when a significant anniversary comes up, since I know that's your favorite. Yes. Well, I know you'll come through, so. Definitely. So that is my fiance, Kelly McCann, joining us here on WLK News Radio. Got just a little less than a minute to go. Thank you so much for calling in. All right. I will see you later. Looking forward to it. Love you. Love you. Bye. Bye. What a way to wrap up the show, folks. This is Jake Heller filling in for Rob O'Donnell here on WLK News Radio. Thank you to those listening. Thank you to those tuning in. It has definitely been an honor and a privilege. Rob, hope I may be proud, buddy. This was definitely an exciting opportunity. So that's going to do it here for the Rob O'Donnell Show on WLK News Radio. This is Jake Heller filling in. You guys take it easy. We got Penguins hockey coming up tonight as we talked about. Penn State, Ohio State tomorrow here on WLK News Radio. Have a great night, great weekend. You guys take it easy.